what stands out to me is um, just just watching the Republican uh, convention and this they're spewing this fear, right? Like all you hear Donald Trump and all of them talking about fear. We're the ones getting killed. We're the ones getting shot. Uh, we're the ones that we're denied to live in certain communities. Um, we've been hung. We've been shot. And all you do is keep hearing about fear. It's it's amazing to me why we keep loving this country and this country does not love us back. And it's just, it's really so sad. Like I should just be a coach. And it's so often reminded of my color. You know, it's just really sad. We gotta do better. Uh, but we got to demand better. Like we got, you know, it's, it's funny. We protest and they send riot guards, right? Uh, they send people in riot outfits. They go to Michigan with guns and they're spitting on cops and nothing happens. The training has to change in the police force. The unions have to be taken down in the police force. My dad was a cop. I believe in good cops. We're not trying to defund the police and take all their money away. We're trying to get them to protect us. Welcome to the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. I am your host, Scott. That was Doc Rivers, coach of the L.A. Clippers. You can catch this podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Google Play. Everybody should be following me on Instagram at unprocessed underscore knowledge. My latest work, Hypocrisy in America, the Veil of White Supremacy, is available on Amazon.com. And my first novel, Exodus 2035, is also available on Amazon.com. The NBA is now boycotting. Uh, This is I'm recording the show on a Thursday. So they started the day before they started on a Wednesday. They were supposed to have three playoff games yesterday. And the players decided because of the injustice happening in America because of the shooting of Jacob Blake. Because of the oppression, black people have been under the terrorism systematic white supremacy black people have been under they are boycotting so they have stopped their playoffs they have stopped their playoffs and i have a statement straight from the nba's official twitter and i quote nba playoff games for today will not be played as scheduled this statement was released three hours ago we are hopeful to resume games either Friday or Saturday. There is a video conference call meeting scheduled later this afternoon between a group of NBA players and team governors representing the 13 teams in Orlando, along with representatives from the National Basketball Players Association and the league office and NBA 
Labor Relations Committee Chairman Michael Jordan to discuss next steps. So whether or not we will continue to have an NBA season that remains to be seen, we will see. NBA on TNT anchor Kenny the Jet Smith in solidarity with the players also walked off set last night. He said, as as a black man, I need to stand with the players and I'm going home, too. So he took his microphone and he, he walked off during the middle of the taping. Kudos, kudos to these NBA players recognizing their platform, recognizing their power before they went down to Orlando to play to resume the NBA season and in and, and this bubble. You know, they said they wanted to speak out against social injustice, right? They're speaking out against social injustice and speaking up for social justice. Black people being terrorized, black people being oppressed, black people being murdered without consequences. That's a system of injustice. And the NBA players said, hey, we want to use our platforms. We want to use our voice to speak up for our people. For, for black men that look like us, for black women that look like, you know, our daughters and our wives and our mothers, for black children that look like our children, for our, for our brothers and, our, you know, our little, look like our little brothers and our little sisters, we need to speak up for them. And we have a big platform, we got a big fan base, and we got all these eyes on us. Well, guess what we need to talk about? We need to talk about Breonna Taylor. We need to talk about Jacob Blake. We need to talk about injustice. We need to talk about systematic racism, white supremacy. Long overdue, long overdue. I wish they would have did this four years ago when Cap started nailing, but hey, I'm hey, you know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. Great job, guys. Great job. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. Now that you've got everybody's attention, now it's time for action. Let's do something. All right. LeBron James can can get into doors that I can't get into. The NBA as a league can, can, can make phone calls that, that the average person can't make. They can talk to these governors and these police commissioners and these police chiefs and these senators and these congressmen about tangible social justice reform. That's something Adam Sternland can do. He can get on the phone with some of these congressmen, some of these commissioners. A lot of these NBA teams make a lot of money in a lot of these states. Milwaukee Bucks. That's where Jacob Blake was uh, assaulted by this so-called police officer shot in the back seven times. We'll, we'll talk about that shortly. He is still alive. But the Milwaukee Bucks make a lot of money for the state of state of Wisconsin. Hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue, right? It's not just the players that get rich. Think about the surrounding restaurants. Think about the nightlife. Think about that arena that they play in, how much money they take in. Think of Giannis Antetokounmpo's, one of the the brightest stars in the NBA. He plays for the Milwaukee Bucks. Think about money he generates for for, for Milwaukee. Now, it's okay for black bodies to generate millions of dollars. But when black bodies start speaking up against police brutality, then that becomes a problem. So, yes, the NBA and all these professional sports franchises, they need to leverage their position, their position for tangible change. 
because these are more than just basketball teams. These are multi-billion dollar corporations. And money talks. Okay, so, you know. If the people in Wisconsin don't do, want to do the right thing as far as and hold these police officers. As well as. Kyle. Rittenhouse, Kyle Rittenhouse. So if you don't want to hold him responsible for the murder of two people and the you know, uh, attempted murder of another one, if you don't want to hold these police officers responsible for paralyzing Jacob Blake in a you know in an attempted hit, then maybe we need to move the Milwaukee Bucks somewhere else. Maybe we need to take this multi-billion-dollar corporation and move it somewhere else. Maybe we don't need to be here. You know, if I was playing for the Milwaukee Bucks, I don't know if I if I if I feel safe walking the streets. I mean, I, I could be pulled over and I could be shot in the back multiple times. My NBA career would be over. Sterling Brown, Sterling Brown, current NBA player on the Milwaukee Bucks last year, he was beat up by police going into a Walgreens over the way he parked his car. I believe he was he was assaulted. He was tased. He right now has an ongoing lawsuit against the Milwaukee Police Department for police brutality. And he plays an NBA player that plays for the Milwaukee Bucks. But he's still a black man, so that couldn't save him. So great job. Great job to the NBA. Let's keep this going. Let's put the pressure on them, and let's get something real up out of this. Speaking of Jacob Blake, here's what we know. Well, here's what what's been reported, I should say. Here's what's been reported. We don't have all the de- the specific details, but, in, you know, all the specific details don't matter. What's been reported is a former girlfriend of his called the authorities because Jacob Blake came to her residence and she said he was not allowed to be there. We know he had three ch- children in the car, his children were also in the vehicle multiple multiple sources have actually reported that jacob blake i believe at the same residence broke up a fight between two women i'm not sure that has not been confirmed that's what multiple sources are reporting that he was not involved in in any physical confrontation himself but that he actually broke up a fight between two women and this has not been confirmed but it it has also been said that the girlfriend who called the cops was was having a birthday party for an eight-year-old so it's a little fuzzy whether or not mr blake showed up with his kids to attend his birthday party or you know if him and his former girlfriend had some type of past dispute and he you know she didn't want him there and that's why she called the authorities or that's a little fuzzy to me, that's that's all seems like a personal family matter that really doesn't have anything to do with anything. The one thing I have not heard is that Mr. Blake was in a physical confrontation with any females that has not been reported by anybody. S- some p- authorities were called. They showed up. They got into some type of surprise, surprise, some type of confrontation with Mr. Blake. It's been reported that they tried to subdue him and they tried to tase him and they couldn't. Now, I seen at least I believe it was at least it was at least two police officers on the scene may have been three. You know, I I can only watch the tape once. Once is enough for me. I, I have not watched the tape multiple times, but it was more than one police officer on the scene. How come they can't 
subdue one individual. When I say subdue, I don't mean beat. I don't mean put in a chokehold. But they say, well, we, we, we tried to detain him and we tried to tase him. And he's supposed to be trained police officers. They, they can't, you know, detain one, one individual. And even if you can't detain him, the answer ain't let me put my gun in his back <laughs> and, and unload the clip and paralyze him. So on the video, we see Mr. Blake walking around to his car. He is walking away from police officers. He's walking away from police officers. He is walking to his car. You see the police officer grab him by the back of his T-shirt put the gun in his back and shoot him seven times in front of his three children that are right there in the car. Somebody needs to explain that because this makes no sense at all. Why have not, why have, why haven't these police officers been charged with attempted murder? They should be in prison right now. Now, luckily Jacob Blake was not fatally wounded he is alive he is alive all reports lead to that he will be permanently paralyzed but from what i've heard his injuries are not fatal that's what i heard or not what i've heard that's what has been reported his injuries are not fatal so normally in a situation like this a police shooting The cops will come up with their version of the story and run with that. And the other person is dead, so they can't say nothing. <laughs> well, in this situation, Mr. Blake is still alive. So he can give his perspective and his account on what happened. He can he can say from his point of view, this was what happened. This is what I was told. This is what I did. And we can really look at the logic, facts and use common sense. logic facts and common sense and determine why justice has not taken place thus far because that was unjust you, you don't sh why why are you shooting him seven times in the back you you know it sounds like the authorities were called over you know this is a situation where a woman did not want him at his residence so let's just say even if it was trespassing, which I have no proof that it was, but even if it was trespassing, that's not a, you don't shoot nobody for that. <laughs> you, you say, Hey, scram, get out. You're not supposed to be here. Get out of here. The property owner or the homeowner says they do not want you at this residence. Um, can you please leave? That's what you do. You don't put no gun in nobody's back and shoot them seven times. Well, what part of the police manual is that? What part of the training is that? I thought the cops thought all lives mattered. Except the black ones. Because it looked like his life didn't matter. Right? Now, the police that were involved in this shooting, they have not released any statements. They have not said anything. And the reason they have not released any statements and said anything is because they can't come up with the lies. They can't tell the lies they usually tell because he's not dead. All right. They can't say, well, he, you know, he said he was going to go get his machine gun and blow our heads off or. They, they can't just run with any story because he's not dead. So he can tell his account of what happened. Justice must be served. Justice must be served. We must replace the system of white supremacy with a system of justice. So all this happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin, which is 40 miles away from Milwaukee 
from what's been reported never heard of kenosha wisconsin before this incident happened didn't even know black people lived there so in response to this incident of course you have protests you have demonstrations you have people demanding justice as they should this also kicked off another shooting between Kyle Rittenhouse and three other people now before we cover that while these protests were going on in in response to the Jacob Blake shooting white militia groups made their way to Kenosha Wisconsin now here's one thing you got to these white militia groups have been popping up all over the country at these protests black usually black lives matter protests almost always any times there is black people demanding justice demanding equality trying to replace the system of racism white supremacy with a system of justice these white militia groups show up and they say they show up to protect property and protesters from the police which is a lie but these white militia groups who oftentimes are not from even from the same state they show up with assault rifles and they walk around amongst the protesters and law enforcement allows them to do this because they say you know we're here to protect private property and we're here to protect the protesters these white militia groups are clicked in with law enforcement that's the only reason they are allowed to show up and do things like this all right down in ferguson during the mike brown protest i know this was a few years ago people but if you remember a white militia group showed up called the oath keepers all right The Oath Keepers, the Proud Boys, the Three Percenters, Adam Waffen, the Boogaloo Boys. These are all white militia groups. These are all white supremacist groups. They're clicked in with law enforcement. Many of them are law enforcement in other states. Many of them know law enforcement in, (laughs) in, in other states. And they're allowed to walk around with AR-15s and assault rifles. And it's okay. It's like a nod and a wink. They're no different than than gangs. They're no different than the KKK. Look, the KKK, that's mostly dead. All right. There's still a few of them around, but they're they're powerless. That's mostly dead. Let let me tell you what, 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 what the game is in 2020. Take off the bed sheets take off the hoods we're not gonna burn the crosses no more go get your ar-15 and your bulletproof vest and your boots and we're gonna come together and we're gonna say we are militia group and we're not gonna hide our faces and we're gonna walk around and say hey we're here to protect the people and protect property it's our constitutional right to bear arms and we're just here you know we're responsible citizens and we're a militia group and we're allowed to walk around with these loaded assault rifles these military grade weapons we're just gonna walk around with them because we're just concerned citizens. Now, that only works if you white. All right. The Crips and the Bloods, 
can't walk around with AR-15s, and <laughs> all right, and say, well, we're a militia group, and we're just walking around because we want to protect protect property, right? That's not allowed at all. They'll call the SWAT team <laughs> and and blow everybody away, <laughs> and the ones that don't get blown away will go to prison. That ain't allowed, all right? The vice lords and the GDs can't just walk around with their assault rifles and say, well, we're a militia group. It don't work like that. The hypocrisy, the hypocrisy, hypocrisy in America, the veil of white supremacy available on Amazon.com. The hypocrisy of it is astounding. I'm going to play a clip of law enforcement you know chuckling it up with the militia group who was in kenosha wisconsin that night that the shooting happened and in this video kyle rittenhouse is in this video with this militia group i believe this militia group is called the kenosha guard another white supremacist group now we're all the way back by the gas station again That's Kyle Rittenhouse talking to the cops, saying we need some water. So if you couldn't hear in the clip, the officer said, well, we, we got a few orders. You know, we, we got to save a few, but we'll, we'll we'll give you a few. He's talking to the militia group and he gives them some waters and says, we really appreciate you guys. And in that militia group was Kyle Rittenhouse. He was right there. So these armed militia groups, they show up <laughs> and cops give them water. As opposed to back when people were peacefully protesting the murder of George Floyd, cops would show up and destroy the water stockpile, kick it over, knock it over. Peaceful protesters, they get their water dumped on the ground. These white militia groups, uh, yeah, we'll share some of our water with you guys because we really appreciate you. Here's another clip of one of these white militia members explaining what the police officers instructed them to do. Well, did you know, you know what the cops told us today? They were like, we're going to push them down by you because you can deal with them. And then we're going to leave. See? And then so that's one of the militia group members saying, hey, the cops came and told us, hey, we're going to push the protesters down by you guys so you guys can deal with them. You know, the random white guys with with automatic weapons and combat boots who we don't know from a can of paint. We'll just push them down by you and we'll leave. These white militia groups are clicked in with law enforcement and they are all white supremacy groups. The Boogaloo Boys. That's. 
the boogaloo is code for race war. That's what the boogaloo is, right? These white supremacist groups, they speak in code. Just like every group that is involved in illegal or immoral activity, they speak in code. Mobsters speak in code. Drug dealers speak in code. Gangsters speak in code. These white supremacist groups, they do the same thing. They also speak in code. Buckaloo is code for race war. You think I'm making this up? Hold on, I got proof. And much more secretive movement. They say they're anti-government, anti-establishment, pro-gun, pro-freedom. But their ideology is based on a notion of an impending second American civil war, which they call Civil War II electric boogaloo. That sounds like some goofy white people shit. Uh, is referencing an old movie from 1984 called Break Into Electric Boogaloo. It was a breakdancing movie, had nothing to do with violence. Now you might ask, what is a film about teens engaging in goofy breakdancing duels that have anything to do with armed men, Hawaiian shirts, igloos, and a call for a civil war? Well, not much, actually. The first reference to the Boogaloo meaning a future civil war started really in the recesses of the internet a few years back, but it crossed over into more mainstream social media platforms back in June of 2018. And since then, it's, a, it's caught steam. The word Boogaloo is a throwback to Afro-Latino dance and music made popular in the 60s on shows like American Bandstand. Despite the air of joviality, this movement that's co-opted its name has proven to be deadly serious. All right. Now, in that clip, they say what they're really trying to do is is prepare themselves for and and start the impend the next impending civil war. No, that's not no civil war. They're preparing themselves. They're trying to kick off a race war. There's not going to be a civil war. Civil war with who? The Civil War was between two governments, right? Right? The South succeeded and they started their own government called the Confederacy. And the Confederacy and the United States government went to war because they were in the same country that was a civil war, but it was still a war between two governing bodies. There's not going to be another civil war because we only have one government. What they're trying to do is they're trying to kick off a race war. And they're using the word civil war as another code word. Like, we're getting ready for the impending civil war. Nod, nod, wink, wink. All of these boogaloo boys, <laughs> the three percenters, the proud boys, the oath keepers, they all white dudes. White dudes with a few sprinkled in coons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a few of them sprinkled in here and there. They trying to kick off a race war. Now, Kyle Rittenhouse was down in Kenosha, Wisconsin, part of the militia, and he shot and murdered two people and shot another one in the arm, which should be attempted murder. So he murdered two, shot another one in the arm on video in front of everybody, got up walked right in front of the police officers and police did nothing they let him go have you seen the video 
It's not hard to find and it's astounding. Now, Jacob Blake, who is peacefully walking away from police officers, gets a gun in his back and shot seven times and paralyzed. Kyle Rittenhouse, white extremist militia member who shoots, who murders two people with an AR-15 and shoots another in the arm right in front of the cops, gets up, walks right past them. He gets to go home. I wonder if this was before or after the police gave him water. Kyle Rittenhouse isn't even from Wisconsin. He's from Illinois. He fled the scene. Not only did he leave the scene, he fled the state. He just committed murder. Walked right past the cops, got in his car and drove home. If it wasn't for social media, he'd still be free right now. The only reason he turned himself in was because of social media. Everybody knew who he was and where he lived. Everybody on social media knew it before the police. Who really wasn't even looking for him because they ain't give a they didn't give a damn. That's what the outrage is. That's what the protesting is about. That's where the injustice comes in. Let's not it's let's not be confused. It's not about well, it's so many black people killing each other in Chicago. When are we gonna care about that the way we care about when a when a white police officer kills a black man here's the difference if a black person goes to any block and shoots it up and everybody know who he is and what he did in his own video the police are going to come arrest that black person and charge him with murder and he's going to do 20 years if the cops don't blow his head off but a white but these white police officers are committing murder on video everybody knows what everybody can see what they did everybody knows who they are and they don't get charged with anything right it's not the presence of the crime that make that is making people angry it is the lack of justice if i go out here and commit murder i am going to be charged with murder but if a white person murders me he gets to go home that's the outrage that's that's the difference we'll never be able to stop violent crime unfortunately it's going to happen but we need a system of equal and fair justice that's what we're marching about it's about equal and fair justice I, me as a black man, cannot walk down the street with an AR-15 and just say I'm part of a militia group and and and, and the police want to be my friend. good good job, buddy. Let me give you some water. Let me help you out. You need something? You hungry? We appreciate you. We, we appreciate you being out here. I can't shoot two people and murder them. Shoot another one in the arm right in front of the cops and just walk right past them, get in my car and drive home. But Kyle Rittenhouse can't because he's white. And that's the problem. Now, since the release of this video, a lot, of, not a lot, some people have been saying, well, it looks like, you know, self-defense. He was defending themselves against angry protesters and he had to use his firearm. No. On this video, Kyle Rittenhouse shoots and kills one person 
and then shoots another person in the arm. Don't forget, he's being charged with murdering two people and assaulting a third of his firearm. The reason these protesters are chasing Kyle Rittenhouse down the street, if you listen to the video, they're saying he shot somebody. So Kyle Rittenhouse shoots and murders the first person. People see it and they're trying to detain him for the murder that he committed. And then he turns around and shoots and kills another start shoots and starts shooting them. And then he gets up and walks away. So you don't get the claim self-defense for that. I can't walk out here, murder somebody, people see it, and they try to stop me for the crime I just committed, and then I get to shoot and murder them saying self-defense I'm, I'm defending myself against these people who were trying to apprehend me for the crime that i just did that's a con game that's a trick don't fall for it all right it's really time for us to to get real about this thing don't let these people run these mind games on you don't let people like tucker carlson say dumb stuff like this so are you really surprised that looting and arson accelerated to murder how shocked are we that 17 year olds with rifles decided they had to maintain order when no one else would everyone could see what was happening in kenosha it was getting crazier by the hour so are you really surprised that looting and arson so according to tucker, uh, that clip courtesy of fox news according to tucker carlson kyle wittenhouse he was maintaining law and order your oppressor is a master of words. Okay. You put a bullet in a protester's brain. That's maintaining law and order. Remember, I told you white supremacists speak in code. When they talk about maintaining law and order, that means they're going to unload their AR-15s. That means we're going to have to stick a gun in your back and unload the clip. That means we're going to have to push the protesters down to the white militia group and leave so we can maintain law and order. That's a dog whistle. Everybody, this thing is just getting started. The election is really getting close. The rhetoric is going to be cranked up to a hundred. All my black people out here, you're going to be uh, joining protests, march demonstrations. Don't go out here. Like you're going to the block party. You better keep your head on a swivel in a state where you can legally carry if you if 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 you licensed and uh, you exercise your constitutional rights. If your paperwork is clean and you can have it on you, have it on you. I'm not saying go out there and do anything crazy. I'm not saying go out there, go out there and do anything stupid. I'm not saying go out there and do anything off the wall. But, uh, you know, the Oath Keepers and, and, and the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys, they exercise their constitutional rights. And don't be surprised if you see them out there, especially if you are in a state where you're allowed to open carry. All right. And don't take these white dudes. Don't think they soft. I know they look a little goofy and, and they look funny. But they got them AR-15s and they locked and loaded and they will use it. Don't take these cats for no joke.
I'm about to get out of here, guys. I'm not going to hold you guys too long. I This is not the show I planned on having. And I planned on talking about a t- totally different topic. But because of recent events, you know how I had to come with it. This has been the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. In much of the Democratic Party, it's now fashionable to say that America is racist. Always true!